Guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor. That includes diets, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys. And we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family forever. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. We just got our blood work done. Yeah, we did. And our doctors asked us, what are we doing to have such great blood work? Yeah. And you know what we told them? ProCare. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We told them like, yeah, we take ProCare every day because they have a multivitamin that you can just take one a day. Yes, exactly. They have a capsule and a chewable form. And not only do they have vitamins, but they also have calcium Calcium chews. Oh my God, they're so good. They're so delicious. It's like our own little sweet treat for the end of the night. It really is because they have the dark chocolate and they have the cinnamon roll. Yes, and I love the salted caramel and the dinner mint. Alrighty, we'll go to ProCareNow.com and use code OSLP at checkout to save some money. You guys ask us all the time, what is our favorite protein powder? Yeah, literally we see this question Every day. And the answer is always devotion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I even use it this morning to make my own sweet treat for nighttime because it's just a a brownie batter pudding. And you literally just use one scoop and then milk or water. And then I use it every morning in my profi. It's so delicious. Oh, my God. I want one right now thinking of it. Seriously, it's 20 grams of protein. So go get yours now at DevotionNutrition.com. And use code OSLP to save some money. Okay, trying to figure out portion sizes after weight loss surgery is fucking hard. So hard. So freaking hard. So we found this company and they take the guesswork out of it. Yeah, my goodness, guys. Look, it's portion perfection. They have bowls and plates and they have all sorts of organizing things on their website. I can't wait to get more. But it literally tells you one cup, one and a half cup, a fourth of a cup. Like the guesswork is completely gone. Yes. And the plate, even better. Protein, salad, veggies, whatever. And then this little section, carbs. So Because you can have carbs. You can have carbs. We are so excited and we cannot wait to see what you guys think of this. We this is definitely OSLP approved. 100%. So the link is down below. So click that link, get your discount and start getting your portions correctly now. Well, thanks to this lady over here, I know that hot tea is so much better after surgery. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it makes the liquids go down so much easier. So much smoother. And we are so excited Mm -hmm. that we found this badass woman-owned tea company. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So exciting. Their tagline is actually, we fucking love tea. Yes. And... What better describes us? Seriously, everything's organic. Like they they're all loose leaf. And this one is called literally you're fucking awesome. Yes. And the back of it says fucking direction. So this is our kind of people. <laughs> they talk like us. They act like us. And we fucking love tea. Yes. And this one is rad as fuck. And it actually says shine your light bright Mel. They make sure that it is personalized to you when you order. Yeah. Be bold. Be bright. Be badass. You are so fucking rad. You light up this world. How cool. How could you not want to drink this tea? Seriously. It's so fun. And they have a straw for your drink. Pretty wicked because it's loose leaf, but the straw does not make any of the leaves come up. Exactly. Mm. And we have been nonstop drinking this tea since we got it. Yes. So we need you guys to go over and go to their website, modestmix.com. That's right. And order your tea 
Don't forget to use our code RSLEEVEDLIFE20 mm-hmm. to get a percentage off. That's right. Go now. Welcome back, OSLP family. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. That was the best one we've done yet. <laughs> yes. I'm we so pumped right now. You're such uh, a you are it. listening to our sleeve live podcast and this is kelly this is Mel. um and so we just like to always remind you guys yep we have a freaking award show coming yeah, up we do it is a bariatric award show it's First your ever. award show by the way it's a what it's your award show it is their award yeah, show it's the listeners award show yes man. because you guys are the ones that nominate the people mm-hmm. you ultimately vote for the people, the people. And you pick your winner. Yes, you do. At the end of the day, it is all what you guys want. We have no control over it. Nope. It is all you. So no. you need to go over to OurSleeveLifePodcast.com. Yep. Go over to the award show page. It's very clear. It's very obvious. It's very obvious. <laughs> and scroll a little bit down and you will see the nominations. It, it should take you like five minutes if you have your list of people well, that you and love. We already posted the questions. The, the categories. Yeah. yeah. So you can already have your list ready to go and go. And you're in and then you are, will be a part of it. Yeah. So, and then you're going to get the updates on mm-hmm. when you get to vote. Yes. When and you get to vote and buy tickets. Buy tickets. June 1st. They go on sale. It is going to be in. What? Portland, Oregon. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, this woman over here. Okay, so it's going to be in Portland, Oregon. It's going to be in Portland, Oregon at the Aladdin Theater. Yes. November 12th at 7 p.m. Because it is an in-person event. That's right. And it is one night, one night only. No, actually, it'll be early. But for this year, it'll be one night only. And you get to dress up. You get to walk the pink carpet. It is going to be freaking fantastic. That's right. You get to wear what you want. And if you're a patron, you get to actually buy the tickets a week early. It's going to be open to them. There's going to be a pre-sale going on. Mm -hmm. So that's at patreon.com forward slash OSLP. Um, Anybody that's $5 or higher. um, No, anybody. Anybody that's a patron gets to be a pre-sale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. I don't even know where I was going with that. Okay. Sorry, Sorry, patrons. I love you. We also have our support group on Patreon. Yes. On patreon.com forward slash OSLP. Go over right now. (laughs) Um, And it is the best ever. Mm -hmm. We love all of our Benchies. That is what we call them. Yes. Um, And they just hang out. They chat. They post updates, whether it's good, bad, whatever. And people encourage. And it's just a very positive place to be yeah, with lots a, of knowledge. It's a great atmosphere, it is. I would say. Like, I like spending time in there. Yeah. Like, they make me feel better. I am because, like, I've been going through some shit. Mm-hmm. And they've been all super helpful mm-hmm. and just, like, sending all the good vibes my way. And exactly. It works. Yes. Like, us supporting each other really works. It does. So, definitely 100%. go over there and be in our benching group. Yes. Yeah. And... For the other event we're going to do this year, we want to mention it. If you are in Dallas, Texas. Yes. We are going to be going and doing the tribe tour with Miss the Sleep Dietitian. That's right. Miss Jamie herself. That's right. Um, We are going to be there um, June 7th. I was trying to think of the date. June 7th. It is going to be um, at a little Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. We have the link on our page. um, And... She has it in hers also that you can go and buy tickets mm-hmm. for it. $35. Great deal. You get to eat tacos. You get to talk to other bariatric <laughs> patients. Right. Maybe I'll have a margarita we'll or two. I was saying, you, you will. Know. You will have oh, I will. one. I yeah. will definitely. Like your Kelly. But it's just going to be hang out, have fun. No, no anything major happening. You're yeah. just, it's very low key. 
Very, so. very low key. And we're going to be there for the ASMBS conference. Yes. So we're we there all be there. week Six long. Days. Yeah. So you guys like we're going to try to hang out with people outside mm-hmm. of us being uh, working the event. So this is going to yeah. be so much fun. So contact us if you're yes. in Dallas. Yes. We'll hang out. Exactly. And all then right. don't forget to go over to our YouTube page. I know because if they were already there, they'd be know who we're about to talk to. They would. Because they would. She has a podcast. She's written books. She's been on TLC episodes. She like, is a therapist. We met her at the WLSFA event. Yes, we in did. In Vegas. And we are so thankful because she is a super bright spot. Yes, she is. In this world. Yes, she is. So let's introduce Miss Connie Stapleton. Hey guys. Hey. I hope I wasn't like being shown during all that because I was doing all kinds of things (laughs) while you were talking about those really awesome events you have coming up. So exciting. Thank you. We're so excited for all the things that we get to do and be out in the community. Yes. And we get to meet people and hug people. Be with our peeps. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, speaking of bright spots. When I met you two at the WSFA conference, I came home and told everybody about you. I'm like, Thank you I so much. I don't know much. where these two came from, but they are Dynamo. Oh, I love it. You're the best. Oh, we are so just honored to be in this community yeah. and like be a part of it that that means the, the world, world to us. It totally does. Like that just made my whole day. So no, thank good. You. Thank <laughs> you. Good win. Yes. Well, Connie, have you always just went into bariatric therapy or were you just like your general therapist first or how did that all come about? How did it work? I, well, it's, it's a higher power led thing. Oh, whether, you know, you're a spiritual person or God person or not a God person or a universe person, I was led by the universe into this going way, way, way back. I've had eating issues. Okay. Most of my entire life, body image, Mm. severe, severe, severe anorexia. Oh, I was in college. Okay. Swing to gaining about 80 pounds. And then transferring from food to alcohol, from Uh alcohol to codeine. So I did the addiction shuffle, right? I did Mm -hmm. the addiction transfer shuffle, Mm -hmm. but food was always central Mm -hmm. in my struggles. Okay. And one thing led to another through my teens and my early 20s. And at the age of 29, I ended up in a treatment center. Okay. for addiction. Alcohol, codeine was my drug of choice, food. I was a mess. Yeah. I had three little children. Okay. And, and a wonderful husband. And I was like, I, I don't have the right to destroy their lives. I just don't. Wow. So I went through a treatment program. And for the next three years, I'm not kidding, three solid years. I went to therapy. I went to individual therapy. I went to couples therapy. I went to group therapy. I went to couples group therapy. I wow. went to parenting classes. I just wanted a different life so badly. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do it. So I had to learn. Yeah. So that led to, I already had a bachelor's degree and that led to going back to school to get a master's degree. And while I was, while I was working in my master's program, I got a job at a treatment center. Okay. I worked at that treatment center while I got my master's and trust me when I say I am not an academic person. Like when I say my grade point average in undergrad was like, I don't know, like 2.7. Okay. Not PhD material. Okay. (laughs) I mean, by their standards. Yes. I was not (laughs) going back to school. I had no plans. 
what did really well in my path in my master's because now I'm passionate about this, right? right? You want it. Yeah. I, I wanted it. And so I did really well. And then somebody planted this seed. It may have been my therapist <laughs> about going on to get a PhD. And I'm like, I hate school. I'm terrible at school. <laughs> so anyway, I would on paper, I would never have gotten in. Total God story. Got into a, a PhD program. Oh, damn. And got my, you know, became a therapist. Focusing on addiction and recovery. It okay. doesn't matter what kind of addiction, what kind of recovery. And so started working, started working. And then I got this this letter from a guy in, I was living in Georgia at that time in Augusta. And I got a letter from a guy in South Carolina who was a therapist. And this is when bariatric surgery was just kind of blooming. It was okay. like 20 years ago. Okay. and there wasn't a bariatric center on every corner. You know, it was very few and far between. So this guy had put into place this amazing tool, and I wish it was still feasible to do this. But to have surgery at this bariatric center where he was the psychologist, patients had to go through a full year of psychological classes. Oh, wow. This guy came from a background of addiction and recovery also. Okay. Mm. So he was trying to kind of um, franchise what he was doing basically. Okay. So the letter that was canvassed to all the psychologists in Augusta where I was living was, we want somebody with a background in sales and we want somebody with a background in addiction and recovery. Wow. Guess what I did before I went to treatment? Sales. Guess what I sold? You guys are too young. You won't even get this. <laughs> what? I knocked on doors selling encyclopedias. Oh, no. I remember that. No way. Yeah. Seriously? Oh, yes, yes, I did. <gasps> and I will tell you, I was very good at it. I bet you were. I, I can tell. I'd buy I can tell one. And the reason I was good at it, the reason I was good at it comes from a very insecure place because I had such low self-esteem that I had to be the number one salesperson mm-hmm. so that I felt like I was worth something. Right. This wow. was all part of the problem, right? I had yeah. no self-esteem. So I had to do things that made me look like I was a decent human being when I felt like I was nothing. Oh, wow. So that's part of what led me to treatment. Yeah. And anyway, so now here I am being, I'm in recovery for several years now. I'm working as a psychologist, get this letter. And I'm like, well, hell, I can't imagine there's a psychologist who has a background in sales and addiction right. other than myself in this little town. So of course it was me. And so I learned their process and I was so impressed by it because what I knew and what this guy knew was that after a person goes through an event like surgery, like mm-hmm. bariatric surgery, mm-hmm. they have no idea what they're in for. Mm-hmm. It was like when I went through treatment, I had no idea. I thought I'll go through this six week treatment. My life will be better. There'll be no more problems. I had no idea how to live without, you know, liquid courage or taking a pill to feel okay, to manage my emotions. Mm -hmm. So when I started working with the bariatric surgeon and learning all about this, I'm like, people need an aftercare program. Yes, they do. 100%. Emotional issues, right? Mm -hmm. I thought, well, this is my niche. So I started working with this guy. And then all these bariatric programs started popping up. So his didn't work anymore because it was a $5,000 program fee. 
Oh, oh you could go to a different place and there was no fee. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was working in bariatrics doing the pre-surgical evaluations and I felt, I felt unethical okay. because I had one hour with a patient. Oh, that's not enough. And I knew you guys don't understand. You're going to need a lot more than information on what this does to your intestines. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to understand there's a lot of emotion associated with, there's a lot of, you know, grief associated, you know, if you're an emotional eater, if you have a food addiction, you're going to look elsewhere to get that need met. Right. You need some coping skills. You need some communication skills. You need to learn how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. You need this information. Yep. So I made a set of videos. They're called mind prep. Okay. I put them on YouTube and I got such good feedback from them about them. They're no longer there, mind no, you. Oh, dang it. I was going to write it down. <laughs> However, they're available. Okay. Um, so I, I made these videos and I require that people watch these videos when I do their evaluation. Wow. Or I will not turn in their report because there's so much information that I believe a person has to have. And people are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to watch these videos. And then they're like, thank you for these videos. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I hadn't thought about my relationship with food. I hadn't thought about how this affects everybody in my family. I hadn't thought about what it's going to be like, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I had a 15 minute phone call and that was it, my friend. So God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I went through six months and I still was not even close to being prepared. No. Like, well, I'm going to send you to the link. Okay. Because I want you to watch these. Yeah, and just yeah. see okay. So then I wrote the book, Eat It Up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I started attending conferences and speaking at conferences. And then I started, then I wrote a couple other books. And then I, you know, then it just, then I developed a, a bariatric care program. Okay. And that program is in several places um, around the United States and even in New Zealand. So I have a full berry aftercare program that is about the emotional health. There's all kinds of great information that is required and necessary for nutrition, Mm -hmm. you know, for exercise. And it's a whole package. You've Mm got to have all of it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of focus my efforts. I do group therapy for post-ops. Okay. I do retreats for post-ops or pre-ops. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I do an online class that goes really deep into the psychological stuff. And I just, I just am so passionate about it. So now it's been 20 years. That's I amazing. Love I love it. And you have a podcast. Yeah, I do. Yes. I do have a podcast. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to post one of those tonight. <laughs> so you are cute. welcome. And that's called <laughs> Berry Aftercare. It is. And it's part of the larger okay. Berry Aftercare program, actually. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we love podcasts, obviously. Honestly. Well, that's kind of like we yeah. were both doing the same thing. We're like something that like we had to change about ourselves and like mm-hmm. wanted to get help and how to do these things. Yes. And now we're passionate about it now. Well, that's what, just what our life is. Mm-hmm. Like yours yeah. turned into a full career and that's what we're doing. Yeah. Like it's yeah. crazy. And if you, don't you find that the more you put out there and talk about these things, the more it makes you realize I need this information for myself as well. Yep. Well, <laughs> yes. Speaking of that, yeah. we just had an episode drop today. Yeah. Um, with losing to blooming, with losing to blooming. And we talked about mindset and disordered eating. And we really talked about like what her take on it, because this lady is 
she's fantastic. Yeah. Like she's, she's got such a cool way of explaining things or um, just bringing things to light in yourself. And we actually both needed the episode and we didn't even know we needed it. Yeah. At like, the end, I awesome. felt the next morning I felt lighter. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I was yep. like, oh, my goodness, Michaela, I love you. Well, so. and it actually encouraged me to find a therapist. Ah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, we both made phone calls. We did make <laughs> both make phone calls. Job, I have ladies. an appointment. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited about it. And I actually went to the doctor for ADHD. Because I need to get tested for it. I've just been putting it off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it was really, it's one of those things, like you said, like you didn't even know you needed it until it was in your life. And then you were like, oh crap. Well, and the more that you're in the community and doing the thing that you love, the more you learn and the more Mm -hmm. that you stay on point too. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably what helped you with the addiction stuff. Yeah, you can't be ready for everything at once. It kind of, you know, comes to you when you're ready. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay. This is the next step in my development. This is the next step in my personal growth. This is the next step in my learning. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I am a huge believer of the universe gives you what you can handle. Yeah. And right. it will give you what you need at that point in time. Yep. Exactly. And yep. Exactly. that's been this year. This, the so last bad. year has been like, okay, now you can handle well, this. this. Now you can yes. handle this. It's true. I might it's mentally true. not be able to handle it, or I think, but well, we're getting crazy there. how much you can handle. Mm-hmm. Like we just assume that we're not gonna be able to handle things. Mm-hmm. And yeah. boy, can you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's we've right. gone through some things and yes. yeah, you can. Dig deep. Yeah. Yes. Dig deep and find out how much strength you actually have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's nuts. And it's good that like you have this program. Mm-hmm. And I wish more people would adopt what you're doing because mm-hmm. I had breakdowns like crazy after I had the surgery because I that's when I realized I had a food addiction problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea till afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like crying in my hallway. I'm like, Eric's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just want food and I'm mad and I can't handle this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and my it's gosh. like, oh yeah, it's because like you coped with everything with food. Mm-hmm. Everything. Absolutely. So yes. you had to I, learn. <laughs> uh-huh. For sure. Yeah. And in fact, when I finish up an evaluation with a person, I send them two emails. One is all about food addiction because if people, you know, it's like if you have the disease of obesity and you have the disease of addiction, mm-hmm. you go into that OR for your, your bariatric surgery mm-hmm. and they treat your obesity. They don't treat addiction in there. No. But you come out and if you didn't know anything about this going in, mm-hmm. you end up having what happened to you. And it's really, really scary. Yeah. It is. yeah. Like, I don't know what's the matter with me. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what was the matter with me either. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, you're an addict. I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not. You, you got the wrong person. Have you met my siblings? <laughs> no, they're addicts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what happened. About five minutes later, I just had this. Like this awareness, it was like, well, that really makes sense. Yeah. Everything kind of makes sense. All the crap I have been doing to destroy my life kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, oh, now I have an excuse for all my bad behavior over the last five years. Right. It was now I know what the problem is and I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can fix it. Now we know what to do. Those breakthroughs are so important. You know, Mm -hmm. that was great. Yes, I love it. Um, so on your recent episodes, you actually talked about sleep yes. and night eating. Yes. Because I have a huge 
eating addiction at night. Where like, she actually will wake up in the middle of the night and eat. Yeah. Like it's, it's I'm, I don't sleep. And then when I do and then I wake up, I'm like, hmm, yeah. what's in the kitchen? Yeah. Yes. So you want to talk about that? Yes, yeah, we let's do. Let's talk about it. Okay, let's talk about that. Because, <laughs> you know, you said two things. I have a, a night eating addiction. Mm-hmm. So you may have night eating syndrome or you may have food addiction. I don't know. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. It could be one. It could be the other. It could be a combination thereof. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was an actual thing. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we we'll talk about the big picture. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's do it. But first, let me, let me talk about night eating okay. syndrome because that's kind of what you initially wanted information about. Yeah. But night eating syndrome is kind of, is it is considered an eating disorder. Like when people think of eating disorder, you think anorexia, you think bulimia, mm-hmm. you think um, binge eating and night eating syndrome is an actual eating disorder. Okay. And it's occurs along with insomnia. So it's kind of a two-part thing, right? What came first? I don't know. But what happens is when people wake up during the night, they wake up to eat. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they can't go back to sleep until they do have something to eat. Ding, ding, ding. You and Eric, Mm -hmm. it's so weird. So one of the things that is critical for anybody who struggles with night eating and it's prevalent. There's a lot of people who struggle with this, right? Mm-hmm. Is to make sure that your house is a safe zone. Meaning, you know, keep your food triggers there. Get the trigger foods out because oh, okay. you know you're going to get up and eat. Mm-hmm. That's not a question. Mm-hmm. That is going to happen. Okay. So you make sure that you don't have foods that are going to be bingeable mm-hmm. or super processed foods that are going to be just empty and add to your, so don't fight it. Let your body do what it wants to do. Well, it's like, you're not going to get back. Right. You're not going to get back to sleep. Okay. If you don't get up and eat something. Mm -hmm. So you could go in and eat 12 cookies or you could eat some Greek yogurt. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Is the hundred calories of Greek yogurt really going to set you back? No, no. Versus loads of sugar. Right. And simple processed carbs, that's going to set you back Mm -hmm. and it's going to lead to weight regain. Mm -hmm. So the number one thing, right, Mm -hmm. is to make sure that you take responsibility for setting yourself up for safety. Don't have crap in your house because it's unlikely that you're going to go driving around at midnight and again at three and again at four thirty. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave the house. No, it's just whatever's And it's it's like a it's calling to me. Absolutely. Right. And that's a real thing. So there's no sense in pretending this isn't real or, you know, just tell yourself, shut up. You know. It's a real thing. Okay. And if you know this is where it's going to go, not that you can't get help and learn to stop it, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, until you have those skills, until you have those tools, mm-hmm. have a safe playground. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah. Have a safe playground. I like it. Right? Yeah. Cause it's there. You, you have to admit that it's there, which I think that's a lot of like what mine, I'm like, no, this isn't a thing. No, <laughs> this is this isn't happening. Kind of like when you were like, no, I'm not an addict. Like exactly, no, this yeah. thing is not exactly. happening to me. Like I'm just emo- I'm just having emotional time right now, and I feel like I need to eat. Then that's you know I'm just 
deflecting it. Right. Whenever it's like, hello, you're an addict. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's that word again. We're coming back to that. We're going to stay in this sleep, sleep <laughs> baby syndrome thing. Then we're going to come to this addiction okay. thing. Okay. That's a big deal too. All right. So here's one of the things. Okay. Night eating syndrome is very often associated with depression and or anxiety. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that often seems worse in the night mm-hmm. because during the daytime, what do we do? We distract ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. It's easier. And to. at night, the world is quiet and those thoughts kind of close in on us. And that anxiety can kind of get kicked in or the depression can sink us lower. And so we go to food because that's going to give us a dopamine release. That's going to make us feel better. And then we're going to be able to go back to sleep. Mm. Right. So there's a lot of stuff tied in with this night eating syndrome. So if you have depression and or anxiety, that's something you need to talk with the therapist about Mm -hmm. because it's probably related to this night eating syndrome. Right. So how many people have night eating syndrome? About one in a hundred. Okay. Wow. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of fucking people. (laughs) And I'm not very good with numbers, but if you think about 200,000 people have bariatric surgery every year. Oh, that's a lot of people likely to have. It's like 20,000 people just in this population each year, each year. Right. So this is a big topic for our population. Mm, Yeah. And so with, with depression, anxiety that causes, is is that why like insomnia happens and then it makes us makes you want to eat or like is maybe may not be you know okay. again what came first the insomnia or the other thing gotcha. so in treating in in night eating syndrome you do want to have the biology checked out by a physical you know medical doctor mm-hmm. who can you know do some checking to see if there's any obvious physical reason for the insomnia okay. and then you've got to check your sleep hygiene which is another thing right you know, what, what is your lights out for the social media? What is your, when do you put that blue light stuff away? away? Mm-hmm. You know, and they say, put it away at least an hour before you go to bed because it stimulates the brain. And if you got attention deficit disorder, now you're mixing that in with it. And so this takes a lot of effort, right? To have good sleep hygiene. I feel like I'm being personally travel. attacked right now. <laughs> I am looking right at you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, well, I do that. Oh, yeah. And everything you're saying, I've told her to do these. I know. (laughs) I just don't like to listen. Put your phone away. Now, I am not going to look at you while I say any of these things, okay? But (laughs) here are some things that are commonly associated with or co-occur with night eating disorder. It's like, obesity Mm. because people get up and they don't have a safe zone, Mm -hmm. right? Their playground is full of messy things. Okay. Anxiety, depression. We already, we already mentioned alcohol or drug abuse is often associated with night eating syndrome as are additional eating disorders like bulimia, binge eating. Okay. So there's a lot of things going on here, right? A lot, a lot. Sleep related stuff. There's uh, the anxiety, the mental health kinds of stuff. Mm. So how do you know if you have it? Well, here's some symptoms, right? Waking up to eat, you wake up and you're like, I want to eat. And it had, you know, to really have the disorder, technically it has to happen four times a week or more, right? And people feel like they have to have this full stomach 
to get back to sleep. Mm -hmm. Now, as a bariatric patient with a small pouch, you can eat things that help you feel satisfied and full, or you can eat slider foods. So Greek yogurt might not be the best thing because it doesn't make you feel really full, Mm -hmm. whereas lunch meat will, Uh, right? Solid proteins or having a hard boiled egg. It's not woohoo. I'm going to get up and have a party with food, but I'm going to, I'm going to, sorry, could you say that again? (laughs) Can you believe the audacity of this watch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Nosy, nosy, nosy. Mine does the same thing. Siri interrupting the podcast. I think my watch has FOMO. (laughs) It probably does. Siri's got FOMO. I love it. Okay. okay. So here's one of the things you can do because another symptom is eating a lot of calories. And that's where the obesity can be associated with the night eating syndrome because people get up and they eat those unhealthy, non-nutritious, unproductive carbs, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. And then you tend not to eat during the day. Now this goes against all the things we know about healthy bariatric eating because mm-hmm. as a healthy bariatric patient, you want to eat you know, a good solid three meals or every three to four hours, whatever your dietitian tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And you always want to start with protein, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Protein first, protein most. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And then there's that whole depression and anxiety thing that needs to be treated in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Because I can't help but think that when you wake up, it's partly the depression and anxiety that you're trying to escape mm-hmm. by turning to food, mm-hmm. Right. Can you touch? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was like, can you touch on why sleep is so important as well? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) man. I'm going to tell you there's this book, blew me away. It's called Why We Sleep Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams. It's by a guy named Matthew Walker. And it literally blew me away. Okay. They are linking lack of sleep to all kinds of things beyond obesity, but other diseases like cancer and a lot of the um, autoimmune diseases. I mean, like to an alarming rate, they've done so much more uh, research and they have so many more answers than they had years ago. He says, sleep is the single most effective thing we can do to reset our brain and body. Okay. Nature's best effort at contra death. So it's, we don't, we don't understand. Okay. The shorter you sleep, the shorter your life is what he says. Okay. The lazy, the leading cause of disease and death in developed nations, diseases that are crippling our healthcare system, such as heart disease, obesity, dementia, diabetes, and cancer all have recognized causal links to lack of sleep. Holy shit. Holy shit. It that is more absolutely than- destroys your immune system if you get less than six or seven hours of sleep. It's a, he uses the words demolishes your immune system more than doubling your risk of cancer. Oof. Startling, right? Yeah. Mm, so yeah. part of your sleep hygiene, you know, mm-hmm. the blue light kind of stuff emitted from all our machines and caffeine because caffeine stays in our Look at her. <laughs> I tell I you, this sh- this episode should just be called "Personally Attacking Kelly," <laughs> personally helping, personally helping <laughs> Kelly. I mean, everything. I'm like, oh, 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 it's just getting better. <laughs> or it could just be called "Validating Melanie." <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it's a shit I've been saying that everyone's like, it's oh. fine. No, I can get four hours of sleep. Not a big deal. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you're wrong, but that's, that's okay. And now Connie can tell the world that I'm okay. right. Okay, all right. <laughs> Jesus. So sleep is critical. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'm just going to give you the one more quote from this yeah. book. This would be like an advertisement. Amazing breakthrough. Scientists have discovered a revolutionary new treatment that makes you live longer. It enhances your memory and makes you more creative. It makes you look more attractive. It keeps you slim and lowers food cravings. <laughs> it protects you from cancer and dementia. It wards off colds and the flu. It lowers your risk of heart attacks and stroke, not to mention diabetes. You'll feel happier, less depressed, and less anxious. Are you interested? Uh, 100% sleep. Sleep. And it's free, guys. It's free. <laughs> free. You don't have to buy shit for that. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Isn't that the best? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I'll tell you where you can get a lot of the quotes from this book without reading the book mm -hmm. is simply Google Matthew Walker quotes. Okay. Oh, okay. You will find all these phenomenally interesting sleep tidbits. Is he, is he a PhD? Um, I think he's an MD. He's an MD. I think he's a medical doctor. Nice. Okay. Cause like, I, I just think it's fascinating how, like what sleep can do for you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane to think like <sighs> how much you heal. Like, because my husband's in the hospital with the four wound backs, like mm -hmm. it is weird when I will be just gone for 12 to like 18 hours, come back in and see him and how different he's already looked, how much he's changed because of how wow. much he slept. Like the bruising, like one day was purple and black. And then the next day I come in and it's like, I can actually see his actual color of his stomach. And I'm like, how does that? But it's because he's getting sleep and all the things that they're giving mm -hmm. him. I'm like, this is crazy um, mm -hmm. how much your body, one, can handle. Mm -hmm. And two, how it can repair. Mm -hmm. Like, you just have to give it what it needs to repair. Yeah. And how much we don't give ourselves what we need, right? Yeah. I mean, we just think we can run on empty for so long. And then your body will catch up to you. It always does, too. I don't know why we like to play that game. I do it all the time too. I play the game every night. I, know. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think if I could get, if I can get a minimum of five hours a night, you know, maybe six, I'm good to go. Not at all true. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to talk about that addiction thing? Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's uh, get into a light Pivot. subject. <laughs> yeah. A lighter yeah, let's subject. Just, let's just go from heavy to heavy to heavier. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a, a total. I'm glad you had me on. Oh, uh, 100% I am. Yeah, Because tomorrow I will feel lighter and I'm going to be grateful for you. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I will make this very simple. Although it is not simple. No, it's not. Um, there are in my professional and personal experience, there can be psychological addiction and there can be biological addiction. Oh, okay. And the difference is if you have a psychological addiction, like so many people identify as emotional eaters, mm -hmm. right? Now, if you're a really, really big emotional eater, like you feel something, you don't want to feel it, you eat. Mm -hmm. That's like a psychological dependence on food, right? Mm -hmm. I take away these feelings. I don't want to feel I'll eat. You get the dopamine release, which makes your brain feel better. You're not thinking about whatever it is you don't want to think about or feel about. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people who are emotional eaters in my mind could be, could be, uh, have a psychological addiction to food. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. Like I wasn't 
physically addicted to alcohol. I didn't wake up and shake every day. But I thought if I drank, I was more comfortable. I was more confident. People might like me. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I had no sense of self really. Mm -hmm. So there's a psychological dependence, meaning this will make me feel better and I don't have to feel things I don't want to. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a mood, mood, um, changer, right? Mm -hmm. I eat to change how I'm feeling. Okay. A biological addiction is not as common or as prevalent in food addiction as maybe other things, although some would disagree with me. Mm -hmm. I could be very wrong, but here's how you know if you have a biological addiction. And usually if people are going to have a biological addiction to food, they're going to respond to food almost like a drug, right? So you take the drug or the food like sugar Mm. and all of a sudden all you can think about is wanting more. You just start having cravings. Food starts calling to you. You can't stop thinking about it. You're thinking about lunch at breakfast. You're thinking about it. And when you stop the sugar, we'll talk, we're picking on sugar. You no longer have brain fog. The mm-hmm. cravings go away. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow. That's exactly right? how I felt when I saw Some sugar. people yeah. even have a withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From sugar, that's very much like withdrawal from other drugs. There's so many, uh, so many, so much research that shows that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. Yes, right. Rats mm-hmm. prefer sugar to cocaine. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't yes. necessarily translate to a human, but also know that a lot of food companies are preparing food chemically to hook the brain. Yes. The combination of fat and salt and grease, you know, the potato chips and the, it's like, once you start, you just want more, mm-hmm. right? So if you get, if you have brain fog and then you take away those things and your brain kind of settles down and the cravings go away, that's kind of a sign that there could be a biological addiction. And the best book for that is Food Junkies by Dr. Vera Food junkies. Because yeah. that's exactly 100% how I, how I, how I felt and how I feel with food. Um, right. Because I would, I tell people all the time, like, just don't have it. Like, just don't ever bring that back into your life. Because mm-hmm. for me, if when I bring it back, that's when I want it and crave it. And I think mm-hmm. about it over and over and yes. over again. So and here's what I tell people. You've got to do what works for you. Because some people want something sweet after dinner, including myself. Mm-hmm. And I can have one square of a, a Hershey bar and I'm fine. It's like, oh, that was lovely. Mm-hmm. Some people have one square of a Hershey bar and they're going to go raid the grocery store and buy all of the Hershey bars. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you have to know you. Mm-hmm. If you can have a little and stop at it, do it. Mm-hmm. If one takes you to crazy land, mm-hmm don't have that one. And for some people, it's just one food. It's not a category of food. Right. Right. It's like, I can eat any kind of cookie except this. Oh if I have God. this, I'm going to eat them all. See, now you're talking to me. Yeah. That's who I'm talking to. Yeah, right? That's me because literally it was the cookie thing was like last year where I realized that too, was like our friend brought my favorite freaking cookies and a big tub of them. And right. every time I passed by, I kept grabbing them mm-hmm. and yes. I probably had prob- like five in like 
30 yeah. minutes and yeah. I walked outside finally I go you have to take these home and she's like what do right. you mean and I was like I just fucking ate five cookies and she's like how mm-hmm. and I'm like because I keep passing by them I just keep grabbing them you have to take them out of my right. house this is a problem yes. I have a problem with that with crackers I can't have saltine yes. crackers and I can't have cookies. Yes. Good for right, you we'll for go, knowing what they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will, I will go ham. that's personal accountability comes in, right? You've right. got to know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really hate, and here's where a lot of the bariatric community doesn't want me to talk because, not, I'm, I'm talking professionals. Okay. 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 <laughs> because a lot of dietitians are going to tell you, you need to be able to make friends with any food. Mm-hmm. Right. I do hear that. Which I say bullshit. Thank right? you. Because if one person eats a bite of a brownie and then they can't stop, I don't think you need to be friends with brownies. Yeah. Right? Brownies can go home. It's true. And once I start, I can't stop. Pan, right? It's going to be the whole pan. You have it's to legit. know you. Right. There are certain foods that I need to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Very few of them. But don't bring them near me because I will eat them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not all sugar. It doesn't, you know, doesn't. It doesn't hook me mm. because addiction is like it, it uh, hijacks your brain. Yeah. If you have a biological addiction. So Vera Tarman wrote Food Junkies, second edition, because she interviews me in that book. Ooh. <laughs> Even better. And I wrote weight loss surgery does not treat food addiction. Mm-mm. It does not. No, it does not. not. Nope. And, and that's why there's so much. It makes sense yeah. why I identify so much as a food addict and why I felt like we were sponsors for people because like, well, and legit. your family has a huge addiction problem oh, 100%. within your, your family. Yep. So it would make sense whether it's alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. gambling. Mm-hmm. Food. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because this is the last big point that I would like to make. Okay. That addiction is addiction, right? Think mm-hmm. of it as an umbrella. You have an umbrella and you have all the spokes, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, people will say to me, well, I'm glad I don't have, I don't have alcoholism. Like I don't have addiction, like all my family. Right. Well, maybe your addiction isn't alcohol. Maybe it's food. Right. Maybe your addiction isn't alcohol. It's gambling. Maybe yours isn't gambling, but it's shopping. Maybe yours isn't shopping, but it's pornography. Maybe yours isn't pornography, but it's random hookups. Maybe yours isn't random hookups, but it's, you know, it's all really the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an umbrella. So that's why there's transfer addiction because the brain is seeking that escape. And if it's not going to fight, that's why people come out of weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. And if they drink, think about it. One drink after surgery equals three. Yeah. One drink equals three to your system. And in five minutes, you can be legally intoxicated. Yep. So there's a lot of damage can be done with alcohol after surgery, especially if you have a predisposition mm. or addiction in your family. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. The whole like sliding to the next on the umbrella, the way yep. it's set up like that analogy makes a whole lot of sense of yeah. how easily it is to like, oh, I'm just going to well, go from this one to this one. And with my family, I watched them do all those things. And mm-hmm. I was like, I will never gamble. I will never abuse alcohol. I will never do drugs. But right. I never did those things. So then I like just hooked on to food mm-hmm. and exactly. just used that as like a whole coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it exactly. makes more sense. So. It makes total sense. Yeah, well, and then ball. like when you're saying the um i don't know i don't remember which one it was but when you're stuffing food like you're stuffing those emotions down mm-hmm. right that is 100% me 
Yeah. I don't yes. like to be emotional and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like to feel what I don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of addiction authors will say addiction is our, is our mood alterer, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to feel this. Mm-hmm. So I will eat. It alters literally it does, yeah. how I feel because mm-hmm. of the brain chemistry that I get when I eat a cookie or when I take a shot of whiskey or when I spend too much money or when I, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Retail therapy. Yeah. Oh, I did that which a couple I do days that ago. <laughs> uh, no, Absolutely. like, I mean, when I think about the fact that I don't have my dogs again, like it gets me emotional. And so I go to, I've had a bad day, so I'm going to have these cookies. Mm-hmm. That's my right. correlation I've had. Or if I have to deal with my Satan of an ex, then it goes right into, <laughs> well, I want to go out to dinner. Well, isn't right. it weird? Cause like, I've literally told myself, Hey, I'm mad today because of this happened to me. So guess what? I get to go have my curly fries now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm allowing, yeah. I'm like, Nope, you get to have that now. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? I think this is so funny because not funny, haha, mm-hmm. but funny, like tragic, mm-hmm. you know, anybody who has children or has been a child, mm-hmm. which means <laughs> that includes all of us, right? If we had healthy parents, they would say, you have to do your chores before you can go play. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we hate that as a kid, mm-hmm. but they're teaching us about responsibility and blah, blah, blah. But as a parent or as an adult with food issues or alcohol issues or whatever, we're like, I deserve a cookie. Yep. What? Mm-hmm. What? What? You know, it's like, no, if I eat this cookie, it's likely to send me on this binge to other cookies or other whatever. Maybe I need to say no to myself and eat the healthy food first, mm-hmm. just like I expect my child to do their chores before they go play. Mm-hmm. We have to eat our healthy food. And then if we want a little something and it's not going to take us off to never, never land. Right. Okay. What is this business if I deserve a cookie? Mm-hmm. Well, and it shouldn't even be about deserving. It's about like, understand there's a cause and effect to everything. Mm-hmm. So exactly. the cookie will, could cause like me to go in a ripple mm-hmm. of I'm a having five, Brother, 10, 20. I need to say no to myself. <laughs> healthy food first. Just like I expect my child to do their chores. They- <laughs> I'm recording to the, you. She listened to the whole thing. Jeez, Siri, was knows. impressive. I'm taking you off. <laughs> Get Siri out of here. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, yes, what you were saying. Yeah, with the cause and effect thing. So it's really just have to be mindful of like, if I do this, this is going to happen. It's not about oh, I deserve to have it because this mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, I need exactly. to think, analyze what I'm going to about to do, whether that is drinking or gambling or eating, like it's all mm-hmm. be mindful about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways you can kind of improve on that thing, you know, when we do that thing, we have it, then we feel bad, mm-hmm. you know, and you're talking about cause and effect. One of the things they say in the recovery world is think through the drink. Mm-hmm. So if I have this drink, what's likely to happen? What are the effects going to be? What are the consequences going to be? Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing you're saying. Be mindful enough to say, if I eat this, whatever, mm-hmm. the curly fries, what are the effects going to be? I'm going to be mad at myself. I'm going to start with the negative thinking. I'm going to be crabby. Then I'm going to go home and I'm taking out my husband and my kids. And my, You know, it affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than just yourself. Yeah. Cause our moods really affect others around us. Cause like mm-hmm. I would be, cr- like, I was cranky this morning cause I didn't get enough sleep. 
<laughs> I got a lot of interrupted sleep at yes. the hospital and I was very cranky Melanie <laughs> yeah, and it, it's funny because Eric was like you're not a morning person I was like no one's a morning person you get interrupted this many times so that can't be just yeah, me except for me and then I was like I told, told Kelly, I'm like I'm just cranky and she's like I, I understand I'm like I'm gonna, I'm, get, like, I'm gonna get protein right now <laughs> um yeah I was like go eat some protein I'm gonna leave you alone yeah. you let me it. know when that's you feel friend. better <laughs> that's a good friend right <laughs> Yeah. That's always like it's our, our go-to. Our first. go-to. Like if I haven't slept the night before, or if I'm not feeling good, she's yeah. like, "Well, and I do the same thing to you. Yeah. Have you eaten some protein? What have you eaten today?" Yeah, yeah. So smart, you guys. And that's why the social support is so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so it's, important. It is. Yeah. And we're. I mean, we're lucky that we knew each other before this, mm-hmm. yes. so we have a very broad history with each other yeah but it really helps that we both went through this and you can say the thing you need to say without Mm -hmm. trying to dance around it and be so super nice exactly exactly it's just straight well and sometimes i'll be like i know this is annoying to ask but did you get your protein yeah yeah (laughs) did you get your water did you drink your water did you you take your meds like Mm -hmm. all this all of the things i know this is annoying Mm-hmm. Because I because I love you, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like I have to ask you, but I also don't. And the come off answer annoying. is most of the time yes, but there are sometimes where it's like no. no. Okay, yes. I guess I'll go eat some well, chicken. And I love her boyfriend because he'll be like, no, nope, she hasn't had anything today. Like tell him. <laughs> I was like, get her food. I can't have her getting sick. We need like, food and water. Bitch, fat. You guys stop ganging up on me. <laughs> <laughs> that just... is love, my friend. That is love. <laughs> yes. In the best sense of the word. I yes. So yeah, good. she definitely. We take care of each other. And it's funny that we both can relate to the addiction mm-hmm. aspect but in two different ways. So we yeah. have two exactly. different experiences with it. Yeah, exactly. That is so true because, and that's true with all of this, you know, mm-hmm. it's really not a one size fits all kind of recovery process. And I use the word recovery from obesity. Obesity is a chronic disease. We recover from diseases. Yes. Right. Yes. I agree. I agree. I, agree. Well, I feel like sometimes I was in recovery right after Yes. I wish I had stuck to my recovery a little bit better. And that's the hard thing is when, and that was another question I was going to ask you, the night eating, can it become a learned behavior? Definitely. Okay. Absolutely. It can definitely become habitual. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. And then I'll tell you, there's two amazing book on, books on habits. One is called Tiny Habit and the other one is called something. Um, <laughs> something. Um, 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 I'll think of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is freaking amazing. And it just teaches you about like habit training or like, what is it? It tells you how to break habits and form habits. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause it's, is it atomic habits? It is. Yeah. Okay. That's on the list. Bariatric book club, Miss Stephanie. She, yes, I think they're actually reading it this month. Oh. I'm telling you, that is a phenomenal book. Okay. Unbelievable. So packed full of wisdom. And I'm going to tell you the thing that I love most about that book. And this is going to be my podcast this week. Oh, it's, it's about the process. It's about. Okay. So I post, I'm posting a podcast tonight. It's with a woman named Dr. Susan Mitchell okay. and she's an, a registered dietitian and she works in bariatrics. She mm-hmm. also has a podcast. Do you know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. I um, watch all of her stuff. <laughs> 
bariatric surgery success. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on Susan's podcast and Susan's on my podcast. And she, I asked her, I wanted help with this process thing because a lot of people are talking about an atomic habits guy is one of them. It's like focus on the process, not the outcome. Mm. So basically as a bariatric patient, if you focus on eating every three to four hours, eating protein first, making sure you have your fluids, making sure you take, you know, doing the things and Susan spells it out for you. Mm-hmm. These are the bariatric basics. Okay. Focus on the process and you will get the outcome. Mm-hmm. Quit okay. focusing on six months from now. And I want to have that weight or I want to be in that size. Stay out of six months from now mm-hmm. and focus on today. Focus on today's process, making sure you're doing the bariatric basics, and you will get to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Those baby steps work do every day. Mm-hmm. There's a great story in this book, Atomic Habits about this. I think it's in this book about this professional golfer who, cause they're really training people now to focus on their process, you mm-hmm. know, swing and all the things involved with golf that I have no idea of. <laughs> it was so focused on the process of doing what he needed to do every swing mm-hmm. at the end of the game, he said, all these people came rushing out and he was like, did I win? Yeah. I mean, he was so focused on his process. He wasn't looking at the outcome. Mm. I love and it. that's what they're really recommending to people is stay in your day, mm. do what you're supposed to do as a bariatric patient you'll get the outcome you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop looking too far ahead. Well, and it that's not saying that you shouldn't moment. have goals. No, right. you should definitely have goals. Like absolutely clothes that you want to fit into eventually things like that, yes. but don't only focus on those. Like well, that's, you know that's that, ahead. Yes. Yeah. That's ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got to have goals for sure. But here's one of the things he said that I was like, wow. He said, when people start a race, or people start a competition or people have bariatric surgery, they all have the same goal. Mm -hmm. I want to lose weight. I want to be healthy. I want to have a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Everybody who starts a race in the Olympics wants to win the race. Mm Yeah. He said, so winners and losers often have the same goal. Yes. What makes the winners win? They focus on the process and do what has to be done. They also say, that sports trainers, 80% of athletic training is physical, 20% is the psychological. But the game itself, overall, if you ask the participants, is 80% psychological, 20% physical. Mm-hmm. But they focus on the wrong thing. Think about bariatric surgery. Mm-hmm. How much of it is psychological? How much of it is physical? Yeah. I don't know if it's 50 50 or whatever, right. but. I know there's a whole lot more emphasis on the physical yeah. than the psychological. Mm-hmm. Well, because I think a lot of people, that's what clicks for a, a lot of people. And that's what clicked for me was it wasn't like that I saw that I had a problem or that I was thinking, oh, I really am eating like I have a problem with right. food. It was I saw a picture. I didn't like the way I looked. Right. So I took I took care of it. Like I I did the process to get well, bariatric surgery. The physical you can see. Yeah. Like you can the, see it every day. But the, the mental, mental part you don't see. It's not mm-hmm. tangible. And that's right. also what's problem with mental health is that because you can't see it 
they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, and like we were talking about earlier, some things you can't deal with until you see them mm-hmm. and until it becomes more obvious, right? Mm-hmm. So after the honeymoon period and people start regaining weight, it's like, oh, there mm-hmm. must be something more to this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think and that's then, really where it's coming, stemming from. Oh, year two and three is the biggest deal because like now you have to form the habits. This is where you guys got to really can really be of service mm-hmm. to the community is to say, yes, you know, there's that first two years it's glorious. The weight comes off. I thought I solved the problem. And then lo and behold, mm-hmm. I start feeling depressed or I start regaining weight. And I don't understand why can't I follow these protocols? And mm-hmm. then you start digging deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, especially like I did great. I was really good at staying in my lane and I was really good at doing the things that I need to do every single day. Right. And then I got thrown off the track and it was really hard for me because I don't like to feel emotion, which. Well, and I think it even started when you hit your lowest weight, too. It fucked with you because you didn't know what to do after that. I was well, and I was very concerned, like when I hit my goal weight, like what is maintaining? What do I do at this Mm -hmm. stage? I don't understand what I'm supposed to do, because all I've known for the last year, year and a half is that I needed to lose weight every week. Right. So where oh, like sure. mindset wise, like how do I go from, okay, I'm eating this because I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And then it's like, oh no, you're good. You're done. Yeah. Right. So, so that mind just kind of fucks with you. And then yes. when you get thrown off track, that's where it doubly. Well, like, you know what? because yeah. I was still like, I was, I was in a good weight mm-hmm. when, when, you know, I was maintaining, I was kind of understanding we were doing the podcast. So I was starting to understand more about what that looked like and what it was supposed to be. Right. But then when, you know, your relationship kind of crumbles and then you're like, okay, well now I find myself eating in the middle of the night and that's making me feel like I don't have to think about the fact that my husband just left me. I don't have to think about the fact that eventually I'm going to have to get divorced. I'm going to lose my house. Like all of these little things that are very high emotionally charging things. And same for you. Like you're going through it right now. You don't want to have to feel these things. You're trying to be a a pillar of strength for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, that candy bar is crying, crying my name. Yeah. Make me feel better. Right. And that's why people need to learn healthy coping Mm -hmm. skills. Yeah. To Mm -hmm. deal with life stress. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to happen. Life happens. It is 100% going to happen. And it's always. Does it happen or does it happen? Right. And when it happens, it happens hard. And it's always unexpected. Like Kelly and I are definitely pillars for that. Like, but you have to keep going. And that's Mm -hmm. what the process is. Like Mm -hmm. we still, even on my stories, I'm telling people in a hospital what's going on. And I'm like, and I'm still getting my water guys. Mm -hmm. If I can get my water here, you guys can get your water. Like Mm -hmm. you still have to do it with the process Mm -hmm. because it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. Cause that puts you two in a really great position in terms of your weight journey, Yes, because you gotta be saying, I'm going through this extremely stressful time mm-hmm. and I can do it. So yeah. you can, mm-hmm. I love that. It really holds it. you accountable, doesn't it? It, it? it does. It does. It does. I think it does, but then it's also very stressful because I know that I went from, you know, I've, I've gained probably 60 pounds since my lowest mm-hmm. and going through that publicly yeah, and not wanting to say that I'm regaining because I want to be a pillar of strength for the community. Right. I want to show the community that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. But I know I'm not. Right. 
And yes, there was finally a breakthrough where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I've regained. It happened. I went through something really stressful, really traumatic, and I didn't know what to do. And so my old friend food was sitting right there and it was really nice to me (laughs) until I started gaining weight. Yeah. And you know, what's really super awesome though Mm. is now you're going, this isn't going to cut it for life. If I'm going to keep the weight off or lose some of this regain, Mm -hmm. I got to figure out what else besides food Mm -hmm. that's healthy for me. Mm -hmm. That's not going to set me up for another problem. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so a couple pod podcasts ago, I did this thing. There's some research that talks about really good indicators for people who are going to maintain their weight loss. Mm. And they were all psychological. They were all the psychological things, you know, knowing how to deal with life stress, mm-hmm. right? Having coping skills, mm-hmm. having self-awareness, being willing to get help. So both of you calling for therapists is really going to help your audience go, Wow. Yeah. And then watching what you do with that mm-hmm. as you go through the process is going to be wonderful for people. Yeah. That's I think true. it's going to be really nice to see. Yeah. And I think that like when you were talking earlier in the episode about grief, I never realized how much grief I had that I've never unpacked. I've never talked about. Well, yeah, we know? lost like our best friend, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole grieving mm-hmm. process. That yeah. like helped us and saved us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to like go through one big grieving process. And then like we were talking about how my I never had grounding exercises since the whole divorce process because it was very sure. connected to my ex. And so then it was like I had this grief process still still working on it with the food mm-hmm. and the myself. Sure. And then I had the grief process of my marriage, then my dogs. Now I'm like trying to so a lot of my i think my coping needs to be surrounded around grief yeah absolutely and And i'm starting to come to grips with that you guys i need you to come to my retreat (laughs) yes you you you, hmm. yeah i I will come so just invite (laughs) yeah i'm doing one in the fall the next one's in the fall nice um so you will have to be there okay okay you let us know and give us all because the i i am really kind of getting more into the whole fixing what's up in my head yeah and while working on the physical aspect but focusing on little tiny things that i can do like even just like we talked about with Michaela, Michaela writing down what i'm eating every day so i can right. physically see what am i eating instead of just trying to justify it in my head Exactly. So I'm like working on that. And I'm, I, I've actually done one journal entry. Ooh, one journal entry. That is a start, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. And I didn't finish it, but that's, I'm, I'm getting there. It's, <laughs> I got, I got a proposition for you. Okay. If I send you, see, I do this online class that's sort of like the retreat information, but it's, you know, you don't have to be here physically to do it. Mm-hmm. If I send you the videos from those, will you listen? We watch them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100 percent yeah okay <laughs> yes i'll do that okay well, thank, thank you. you yeah because i'm yeah i, I, I think you'll to. be amazed at well, what you and, learn about yourselves oh yeah, i'm sure and guys and it's okay to learn about yourself mm-hmm. like figuring it out it's i think people are very scared to do that you mm-hmm. know well i think it's it goes thing. yeah well i think but it man, goes back it to funny. you you don't want to put it's hard to put yourself out there and it's yeah. hard to 
deal with emotions. It is vulnerable. Yeah, it is. It's it's a very vulnerable. um, See, it's interesting because it's like, I'm okay with being vulnerable with myself, like figuring out myself stuff. It's just, it's just letting other people know (laughs) because it's almost like, nah, I got it. I know what the vulnerabilities are. We're going to figure this out. Very self-aware. Tell everybody everything about yourself, Mm -mm. right? You want to have some boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's another thing we're learning. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. Oh man. You guys are going to just, I can't wait. I love it. I can't wait to listen. I know. Yeah. Well, Connie, is there anything else you think the um, audience should know? Any tips or tricks you want to give them before we uh, let you go? Um, I would just encourage people, and I know it's probably not till you, year two, three, or four, but to do what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Give yourselves permission to dig a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Because when you start going back to the old habits, mm-hmm. it's like, well, what is that about? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's been spelled out for you by a lot of different people, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's simple. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. That ain't easy. Mm-hmm. No. So simple isn't easy. There's nothing difficult about drinking water, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing difficult about eating protein before you eat a strawberry. Mm-hmm. There's nothing difficult about setting your timer to eat every three hours, mm-hmm. right? But somehow it's really, really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. But what is it going on within me that makes this simple process really hard? So the legit, like we make things harder than it needs to be is really a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, oftentimes it's because it's driven by grief, mm-hmm. unresolved grief or it's driven by low self-esteem, or it's driven by shame, or it's driven by things we may not even be aware of about ourselves yet. And that's where the therapy comes. If I'm not following through with this, what is it about? Am I being rebellious? Am I being, am I afraid? Because if I don't eat, then what am I going to feel? Right? Yeah. Wow. Figure it's let's go a little bit deeper here and find out what is What's the trouble with following through with yeah. the things you're supposed to do? Right. And if you're going to like, tr- like the whole point of the surgery is to live longer. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to live with ourselves into our eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. like guys, it's okay to like take the time and actually do the work. Yeah. Like you have all this time. right <laughs> now. The people I know who have had difficulties in life, whether it's with the disease of obesity or the disease of addiction or losing a child or the really hard things in life, Mm -hmm. those people who really take time to learn and dig into those feelings instead of trying to avoid them, learn about themselves, what makes them tick, Mm -hmm. they're the happiest people. They are really the most fulfilled and happy people that I know. Mm-hmm. So. I, I can agree with that. When I was first going through the divorce, I saw that therapist for that short period of time. Yep. And something she told me mm-hmm. made such a huge difference in the process for me of the divorce process was that she said, when you look back, do you want to look back and say, I handled this with grace? Or do you want to look back and be like, I was petty as fuck? Yeah. Right. And so I, I mean, it was a little, I was a little petty. I was a little petty. I you were admit. not. I was a little. You're not. Okay. Well, Mel says I'm not. So maybe you had petty fantasies or revenge fantasies. (laughs) Yeah, you did not a bad thing. Yeah, you did not act any of those out. And if 
I could like I would have went ballistic. So <laughs> so I it's handled it with grace yeah. and I can look it's back bad. and say that I can ha- I handled my side. My side of the of everything was handled with grace. Yes, it was. And I don't have to look back and be disgusted by my behavior. Right. It could have been so, 10 times that, worse. So mm-hmm. something to be so proud of. Thank you. Thank you. But I mean, really. Therapy helps. It does help. It just does. Even if you don't know it at the time, it does help. Yeah. So. And we're getting help too, guys. Yes. So just know, like, you're not yes. the only ones going. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. It's, it was, it, it changed my life in more ways than I can even begin to tell you. It just did. I wanted a different life so badly. You've got to be on fire for it and you got to be willing to do whatever you got to do to get that different life. You have to want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta want it. Love you it. Definitely gotta want it. Well, well everybody. You. Remember to go download her podcast, yes. Barry Aftercare. Thank you. And also go get her book. We will Eat have it, it up. We'll have it linked below mm-hmm. with all the other books that she gave us to do, <laughs> that we oh, will be ordering hey. when we're done here. <laughs> Seriously. Make sure you put weight loss surgery does not treat food addiction on there too. I wrote okay. that one. And I have a new book coming out, which I will have at the conference in the fall called Mind Prep. You know those videos I told you about? Oh. I the book. Oh, look at I'm that. I'm so excited to read it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I love it. We're going to okay. learn so much. Well, thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you guys. Connie, I just you're respect amazing. and admire you for your, for your realness. You know, I'm like, oh my God. You know, I just came from a walk and a yoga class and I'm like, I don't care. It's so nice to just be. Yeah. I, I mean, this is who I am and you guys are just who you are. And I just. I love and respect who you are so much. And I love what you're doing. You're going to have a huge impact. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Next generations. Coming from you, that means a a ton. A shit ton. Oh, my God. So thank you. Thank you. All right. We will be in touch, girls. Um, I got stuff coming your way. Yeah. yeah. So look forward to that. All right. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. Mm -hmm. We love you. And we will see see you next time. time. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you've enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on patreon.com forward slash OSLP for exclusive content with your favorite girls ever. Yeah. And also, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, hit that little bell so you get notified when our new videos drop a week after they are released. Yeah, and we would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logos, Eric Vaughn with 17th Street Studios, because he provides our music and our recording yes, space. Thanks for listening to Our Sleep Live podcast, where we are breaking that stigma one episode at a time. 